Yeah, a good morning to you and welcome to the papers for Monday the 11th of December 2023 with me, Richie Allen. I hope you've had a nice weekend. I've had a pretty rotten last uh, 24 hours myself. I've got a bit of what we think is norovirus, the vomiting bug. I've had a wretched, wretched night. Um, well, afternoon really and night, so I'm not in the best of shape, but I'm here struggling a bit with it. It's not been a great overnight, but anyway, you've enough of your own problems. You don't want to be listening to mine. We'll soldier on. Let's have a front. Um, let's have a front. Let's have a look at the front pages of today's UK dailies. Then we're beginning today with the eye paper, and this is all. There's quite a bit of coverage today on the front pages of the Rwanda debacle. This is the UK government's determination. It's its plan. It's scheme even to take asylum seekers and put them on planes and send them to Rwanda. Headline, front page of the eye paper, Sunak fights for his future amid growing threat from Tory right. So that's self-explanatory. His leadership might come under threat if Tory rebels vote against his Rwanda legislation. A senior Conservative MP, Sir Charles Walker, has told the eye paper that Sunak should call an election immediately if he loses the vote on Rwanda to spare us another leadership con- uh, contest. So the Labour Party is going to vote against it. The Lib Dems are probably going to vote against it. And, well, that, and the Scottish Nationals. Um, it wouldn't matter if every Tory MP was to turn up and vote for the government. But there are enough rebels, seemingly, to vote against the Rwanda scheme that could cause him to be defeated. So that's the eye paper. They're angry about the fact that they say it's a very lukewarm policy and that it is wide open to be attacked by the European Court of Human Rights. That even if they do say, right, you've come into the country illegally, you're off to Rwanda, um, they won't be able to get rid of anybody in reality because they will claim that they are protected under European Court of Human Rights legislation. And that has pissed off what you might call right-wing Tories or... Um, further to the right Tories, if you want to put it that way. The Metro, Rishi on the rack. Tories at war, says the Metro. It's reporting that some Conservatives are plotting to put former PM Boris Johnson back in charge with Nigel Farage as his right-hand man. This is ludicrous, by the way. Johnson is not even a sitting MP. So it's nonsense, this by the papers. And it's it, this is wind-up tactics or wind-up politics by the papers. It's to wind people up and make them angry, which is what the media does increasingly these days, more and more and more. It exists not to report the news, but to wind people up and make them angry. Boris Johnson will not be back in the Conservative Party as an MP, and he certainly won't be back in the Conservative Party as the leader. It's nonsense. The Farage reference is Farage was, was placed third in the ridiculous ITV reality show, which is known as I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. He finished third, apparently. He's with Reform UK now, Farage. He's the honorary president of this political party, which is run by Richard Tice. It's a load of bollocks. They're all the same. You know, it's just constantly trying to give people the, the impression that they have a choice, but they don't have a choice. The Guardian, rival Tory tribes threaten Sunak authority over Rwanda schemes. We've had that already. Okay. Also on the front page of The Guardian, it's so cold, winter and disease take hold in Gaza. Starvation now is a huge problem in Gaza. And a number of human rights organisations with a presence on the ground in Gaza are again today saying 
that the human rights situation there is catastrophic and apocalyptic. Israel is telling lies about the October the 7th attack in response to this. Is in, and this is my opinion. I, I must say that. I don't have any proof of this, but it's what I believe. Israel is telling horror stories about rapes and beheadings and mutilations, but offering no evidence whatsoever to support it. I mean, if you were going to genocide or ethnically cleanse an area like Gaza, well, you would make up uh, monumental bollocks, bullshit stories, wouldn't you, in order to kind of stave off any criticism of the genocide that you're involved in, because that's what Israel is involved in, the Nazi state of Israel. It's what it is. I hate it. Not the people of Israel, not Israelis, certainly not Jews, but I detest that country, that government. But then again, I must qualify that by saying that I detest the governments of the UK and the United States even more because they enable it, don't they? They enable them. Why would you? Who's worse, a psychopath or people who put guns and weapons into the hands of a psychopath? Well, the answer is obvious. Uh, the Daily Express, Rishi's Rwanda bill stands on side of British people. Unsurprisingly, the Express supporting the government. The Daily Mirror, lame duck for Christmas. Photograph of Sunak, lame duck for Christmas. The Mirror leading with a warning from Sir Keir Starmer, who says that the Conservatives' ability to govern has collapsed. Front page of the Times, there's a photograph of Dame Diana Rigg. Uh, Diana Rigg is a very successful actress of stage and screen. Most Recently, I suppose millennials will remember her as playing a very good part in Game of Thrones. Yes, but I remember her, of course, from The Avengers and from a James Bond film she was in, or a James Bond parody. Was she in On Her Majesty's Secret Service? She might have been. Anyway, we will win legal battles on Rwanda, say officials. That's the headline. Daily Mail, put the sock in at Lineker. Gary Lineker and the actor, that's former footballer Gary Lineker, the actor Brian Cox, David Morrissey, the actor, uh, and the frontman for the Kaiser Chief, Simon Ricks, have signed a letter, an open letter, criticising this Rwanda policy. And the Daily Mail, unsurprisingly, saying, put a sock in it, Lineker. BBC star signs lovey letter attacking Rwanda policy on the eve of the Commons showdown over flights. Financial Times, nearly half of US voters think Biden is spending too much on aid for Ukraine. That doesn't need any more explanation. Daily Star, Houston, we have a problem. There's a photograph of a train on the front page of the Star and it um, it's talking about geomagnetism. Britain's rail network could be crippled by solar storms that damage signals. That's in the Daily Star. This is the papers. I'm Richie Allen. Good morning to you. As I record this, it's a bit later because I've had a very rough night, as I've already said. Right now, it's seven minutes past the hour of eight o'clock. Ordinarily, uh, the podcast is online, but anyway, we'll survive. So we're, we're rushing headlong into tyranny on many fronts. We know this on health, right, on climate, with lies. Here's more of it for you. Headline in the Telegraph, Met asks for help to find pro-Palestine protester carrying final solution placard. This is disgraceful. The Metropolitan Police is asking the public to identify a man who is holding what, what, what the police say is an anti-Semitic placard on Saturday. So a man was wearing a scarf, a kefia scarf, and he was holding aloft a sign showing the Israel flag with the words, the final solution, which was the title of the Nazi plan for Jewish genocide during the Second World War. 
The placard also depicted two people trying to topple the Star of David, which was um, which was drawn with a U.S. flag emblazoned on it. So picture a Star of David, and in the middle of it there was a U.S. flag, right? So that's the placard. So I wouldn't be the greatest genius that ever lived, but to me, the person with the placard is saying the final solution... So the Israelis are trying to wipe out the Palestinian people once and for all. I would say that's a pretty accurate depiction of what is happening now. The US flag inside the Star of David, well that's an obvious, that's an easy one to decipher. The guy reckons that the United States is enabling the tyranny, the genocide, the ethnic cleansing in Gaza. And the pushing it over a cliff, I suppose, means that we need to end it. We need to end this brutality and we need to end Western support for it. Nothing wrong with it, I would say, but the police want to arrest the guy. Britain, in 2023, is a police state now. Authoritarianism is here. It's disgusting. Another sign says the Telegraph compared Nazi concentration camps to Gaza. Why not? Why not? You, you squeeze people into an area, you stop them getting in or getting out, which has been the case for 15 years in Gaza, and periodically you bomb the fucking shit out of them. Yes, the comparison stands up to this broadcaster. Yes, the Nazis rounded up Jews and put them into concentration camps where they couldn't leave, where they couldn't come and go, and they killed them whenever, it felt, whenever they felt like it. Machine gunned them to death, gassed them. Yes, what is Israel doing in Gaza now? It's killing them, people that can't go anywhere. And it's blocking any aid getting into them. They're starving to death in there. Think of those photographs at the end of the Second World War of emaciated Jews. Before long we'll see those photographs again, but in real life on our TV screens. It'll be Palestinians with their bones hanging out of their fucking skin. So the police say we're appealing for the public's help to identify this man. Really. It's astonishing, isn't it? Astonishing that the Telegraph doesn't criticise it. I mean, the Telegraph was very vocal criticising the censorship that we saw during the Covid scam. But it's got nothing to say about the police trying to seek a man to arrest him because he had a placard criticising a country. When did it become illegal to criticise a country? And what it is doing? Well, it's obviously illegal now. In Britain. Liberal democracy, my arse, 2023. The Times, inside the Times. It's gone on too long. Diana Riggs' plea for assisted dying. Diana Riggs' daughter, who's an actress and very accomplished actress herself, I think her name is Rachel Sterling, she has recorded her mum weeks before her death talking about how she wanted to go out on her own terms and that her suffering should have been alleviated at a time of her choosing. So we've talked about this quite a bit on the Richie Allen show. I've got a big problem with assisted dying because of where, where it might ultimately lead. Okay? And because palliative care has never been better. People really don't suffer pain uh, in 2023. Nothing like people would have suffered back in the 1980s, 1990s. I've got a real problem with the government introducing assisted dying legislation and then making it law because it'll lead to people ultimately being encouraged, I think, to say enough is enough and to end their own lives. Useless eaters and all of that. And we've seen in, in, in the problem I have, we've seen in Europe, people have been allowed to take their own lives legally with the blessing of the state because of psychological illness, not because there's anything physically wrong with them. And I reported on the Richie Allen show some years ago 
about a new device that was invented by a guy that can be printed using a 3D printer. It's a suicide pod, basically, which you can roll from town to town where people would get in and press a button and they would die by um, it's um, nitrous oxide, isn't it? Like what dentists use, laughing gas. So I have a real problem with this. You know, maybe Diana Riggs' final days were, were miserable, but they shouldn't have been with the medicine and palliative care available. And I liked Diana Rigg. I liked her as an actress. I was very fond of her in The Avengers. But um, I don't want to see assisted dying legalised in this country. I really don't. Um, staying with the Times, bit of fear porn in there. Headline, how a blackout could put Britain four meals away from anarchy. How a blackout could put Britain four meals away from anarchy. The article imagines a scenario where a cyber attack disrupts UK's electricity supplies. Here's a flavour of it, from the article itself. In the case of a serious event in the UK where the grid had to be shut down entirely to protect it, there would have to be known as, excuse me, there would have to be what is known as a black start to get it up and running. We've never had to do one, so nobody is sure how long it would take, but the Cabinet Office estimates it would be at least five days before electricity was restored to all of the country. Some experts argue for a much bleaker worst-case scenario as the transformers used to increase or decrease voltages can be as big as houses. They are difficult to transport and supplies are limited. If they were wiped out at scale, it could take months, possibly years, to replace them, said Ilian Kelman, Professor of Disasters and Health at University College London. It's an interesting title, isn't it? Ilian Kelman, Professor of Disasters and Health at UCL. The article continues, Meanwhile, the clock would be ticking. Experts in this field often cite a phrase said to have come from MI5. Yeah. Four meals from anarchy. It's meant to sum up the distance between Britain and dystopia if our infrastructure were to buckle to the point where people couldn't buy food. Yes, isn't that interesting? And last week, of course, the deputy leader of the Conservative Party, no, 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 the deputy prime minister, Oliver Dowden, spoke about this, urging people to buy battery-powered torches and battery-powered radios and, and whatnot in the event of such a scenario where there was an attack on the grid or there were solar flares, so naturally something impacted upon the grid and the internet and electricity went down. Are they planning something? I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue. And staying with fear porn, The Guardian, inside the paper, climate crisis could cause 10,000 extra UK debts a year by 2050, says Health Body. And this is the UK Health Security Agency, a relatively new body, speaking of dystopia, right? It's claiming that the climate crisis could cause up to 10,000 extra debts in the UK every year by the 2050s as a result of extreme heat and bring a host of tropical diseases. So they're saying if we don't do something to stop the planet warming, we might end up being plagued by insects, right? And these insects, these tiger mosquitoes, the Asian tiger mosquito might somehow migrate to the UK and we might be getting dengue fever or the Zika virus. Remember that, remember that old bullshit a few years ago before COVID? And these might become widely transmissible across to the UK because we are far hotter than we should be. It's disgusting, this. Professor Isabel Oliver, 
the chief scientific officer at the UK Health Security Agency, said, quote, This report starkly demonstrates the impact that climate change could have on our society if we do not take decisive action. That's the takeaway. We must take decisive action. We must change our behaviours. We can expect major impacts, she says, on physical and mental health, while our changing climate will also exacerbate existing health inequalities. Wow. We could fix this, wait for this could be accomplished through changed behaviour and mitigation. Changed behaviour. Change the behaviour of people in order to mitigate against climate change, to prevent the Asian tiger mosquito coming here and giving us all dengue or dengue fever, Zika virus. Christ Almighty. Well, let's go to the mirror because if we do get beset by, if we become beset on all sides by tyranny and by mosquitoes from Asia, the mirror headline, King Charles Doctor promotes homeopathy and uses horny goat weed and devil's claw. What the hell is this? Well, it is what it says. Charles's new doctor is a part-time GP who promotes homeopathy and has even suggested such therapies might be able to cure breast cancer. This is Michael Dixon, 71, worked in the NHS for about 50 years. He joined Charles on trips to Kenya and Germany, taking charge on health issues. This guy's based in Devon. He uses horny goat weed to, to treat impotence in patients and devil's claw, which is an African shrub, to treat pain. He also chairs the College of Medicine, a campaign group that argues for herbal remedies to be funded on the NHS. Charles has long been a supporter of homeopathic practices, uh, according to the Mirror. Uh, he once wrote, um, his doctor once wrote, data exists that indicates the effects of homeopathy may be real, and then citing a test suggesting alcohol mixed with herbal remedies killed breast cancer cells. And this guy Dixon, the new GP for Charles, says it's not true that science has proved homeopathy is nothing more than placebo. Evidence-based medicine is not the cure-all it is made out to be. That's the mirror. By the way, a number of newspapers and the broadcasters talking about a tornado in County Leitrim um, yesterday, which damaged houses and cars and whatnot. Leitrim. They're referring to Leitrim as a village on Sky News this morning. Now, interestingly enough, obviously a number of climate mongers, madmen, are saying that this tornado tornado in Ireland is proof, if you need it, that climate change is real and it's coming to kill us all. And funnily enough, Sky has a meteorologist called Joe Wheeler. She's been around for years and years and years. And she was brought on to Sky this morning to talk about the tornado in Natrum. You know what she said? She said this is not rare at all, really. That, amazingly, the UK and Ireland would have tornadoes pretty much regularly year in, year out, and that the combined number of tornadoes in the UK and Ireland, obviously they're not as severe, but they outnumber the tornadoes experienced in the entire United States. And I didn't know that. And this was a fact dropped into the news by Joe Wheeler today. So a tornado is not a completely, you know, unusual thing. And the one in Leitrim has got nothing to do with climate change. The Daily Mail. Surprise, surprise. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Headline in the mail, millennials who haven't got on to the property ladder told they will likely be renting into retirement. Surprise, surprise. 
Hamptons, this is Hamptons, issued the stark warning as it released its latest data about the health of Britain's lettings market. So it looked at the different ages of people renting in Britain. So millennials who are now aged around 35 and make up nearly half of the country's rental market were told those who haven't bought by now will likely be renting into their retirement. Wow. The number of tenants has jumped by a quarter since 2010, helping to push the amount of cash they pay on rent to record levels. That's right. What is your rent? What percentage is your rent when you factor in your overall bills, your wages? So when you get your wages, how much of it are you spending on rent? More and more and more, says Hamptons, which is a letting agent. Um, the total rent bill is set to increase by £8 billion this year, up from £77.6 billion last year to £85.6 billion this year. That's massive. That is a massive jump. £77.6 billion last year, £85.6 billion this year. It's staggering, that, isn't it? There, there's no hope, really, for millennials, is there? God love them. Is there any hope for any of us? As I do this, this is a recording, of course. It's now 21 minutes past eight. The Sun. Security slip-up. Thousands of security passes for Ministry of Defence buildings vanish in last 12 months. What's going on? A total of 3,531 security passes were lost in the period, while 285 were stolen, sparking a warning, says The Sun, from one leading expert of a terrorist risk. They give access to Ministry of Defence establishments nationwide and are used by 250,000 personnel. MPs are calling for an official probe into how the passes went missing. Shadow Defence Secretary John Healy said every lost pass is a security risk, so it's alarming as the MOD loses nine a day, especially at this time with threats to the UK increasing. There is nothing more important than the, the defence of our realm, he said, the Tories need to get a grip. That's amazing, isn't it? 3,000 passes going missing. Um, I set up for a false flag event. Uh, I don't know. 3,500 passes lost in the last 12 months. MOD clearance passes. Madness. You, you wonder again, why? What are they preparing us for? I, I have no idea. Here's an interesting one on the BBC News website. Church tells boy evil spirit hides in him. A UK branch of a Christian church has been secretly filmed trying to cast out evil spirits from a 16-year-old child. Uh, A universal church of the Kingdom of God pastor was seen reciting what looked like so-called, quote, strong prayers, end quote, to rid the boy of a demon. So BBC Panorama has been secretly filming churches, Christian churches in the UK. And they've been told by a gay ex-member he was given strong prayers aged 13 to try and make him straight. The church says under-18s are not allowed into strong prayer services and it doesn't perform conversion therapy. So this will be the basis of this week's BBC Panorama programme. The exorcism part of that is something I find interesting. I've discussed it before on the Richie Allen show. 
and exorcisms. They mention in the BBC article that the Church of England has exorcists in pretty much every diocese. Uh, the question is how it's done. So the Church of England have weighed in on this. The Church of England don't like these more conservative Christian churches. They don't like them. And they quote Dr. Joe Aldred, who's a Pentecostal bishop who works at the Church of England. And he's criticising how some of these Christian churches, these conservative Christian churches, perform their exorcisms. That's an interesting story on the BBC. Okay. Right. That's pretty much it, I think, then, for the papers. For this day, the... What is it today? It's already the 11th of December. That's right. It's the 11th of December, 2023. So two weeks from today is Christmas Day, of course. Now, I'm planning to be with you at 4 o'clock UK time today for the live Richie Allen show, but I have not been well at all and I'm not feeling great. But we'll see how it goes. If I'm up to it, I'll be on. I'll let you know via Twitter and by, via even Facebook, all right? But have a good Monday and thanks for listening to the papers. Until later on, from your BBG, it's over and out. Bye.